Armstrong and Getty. The birthplace of talk radio. I hear all these idiots and fools and jackasses on radio. What an introduction that was. Holy God. My gosh. Nobody does it better. Kids, we don't want another incident here, okay? Yeah. It's such a bizarre world. I apologize for that. All right, go, go. Wouldn't you like to be a better two? This is Ed McMahon. And now, he is Armstrong and Getty. Getty. Live from Studio C. Oh, si, senor. You know what it is? Dimly lit room, deep within the bowels of the Armstrong and Getty communications compound. Today, Tuesday, little Wednesday, we're under the tutelage of our general manager. Normalcy. Normalcy is our general manager. Normalcy. Wow. When will it return? Very deep. Varying estimates. That's the discussion I'm hearing on the media today. What seems to be the consensus of so there is mediums. I was talking to my kids about this. I'm but, telling them by summer. Uh, for kids, I'll bet that's substantially true. Uh, uh, Dr. Fauci and others are saying end of next year, maybe? End of next year? Yeah, exactly. By the time everybody gets the second dose and the rest of it. End of next year. Hey, they, they're guesstimating in the Philippines, for instance, in similar countries... And the Philippines being an ally is zip zoo. It's not Somalia, okay? It's not like 100% first world. It's a tweener. They're saying they'll have everybody inoculated within five years. No, I am. Well, I'll have to lie then if it's the end of next year because I can't tell my kids, no, next summer we won't do anything either. There'll be no fireworks or uh, go into amusement parks or no, we won't do anything next year either. That's I can't say that. Yeah, I, I, honestly, That's too much. I, yeah, I think probably the guesses going on right now are kind of premature. I'm sure Dr. Fauci has an idea what he's talking about, but I, I can see scenarios where everybody's just a little less paranoid. No state fairs and uh, county fairs next year in the summertime? And doctors' mm. estimates, my guess, would be almost always on the longer side of things. They, yeah, right. They're not going to shortchange their estimate. Yeah, uh, under-promise, over-deliver. Uh, boy, like uh, county fairs next summer, that's a great question. Uh, judging by what I've heard and, and my you know garbage in, garbage out, uh, judging by what I've heard, probably no. Wow. Uh, unless they... I'm going to keep that to myself. Know. I don't know. I hope I'm wrong. Yeah, I hope you're wrong, too. In my level of certainty, of course, I would have uh, ne- fairly low. I would have never guessed that Christmas was going to be affected. I didn't even think Christmas was really going to be affected. Like, in, 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 back during Halloween, I thought, well, by Christmas, things will be back to normal. Mm-hmm. Maybe I'm just way too optimistic. <laughs> just keeps it spreading and spreading. Ah, jeez. Fantastic. They got a new one, though, that they're uh, going to roll out. Another vaccine. So now we got two coming at you, jabbing you in both arms. Oh, yeah. The Moderna, I think, is up next. Mm-hmm. Worked its way through the approval process. We have info, specific info, on why Britain was uh, before us. And Canada. And Canada. And Russia and China, but I don't know if that well, counts. Yeah. That's, mm, yeah. That's, nah. just China's to... way ahead of us on organ transplants, too. They yank them out of dissidents. Oh, I heard a story in the news. You reported on this like a week or so ago. You reported on it. Yes, I did. You'd flown to China yes. with a notebook and written down some notes. Ask the hard questions. <laughs> Look at me, commie! You had read somewhere and then told us that uh, not only do they have slaves in China, 
They have slaves picking cotton. Yes. That's not on the nose enough for everybody to get on board with China's a bad country. They actually have cotton picking slaves. Now. Now. Right now. In fact, they're at work in the fields getting whipped if they misbehave now. You think that'd get everybody, uh, you know, worked up? You would if they were sincere about the things they say. Human rights and whatnot. Exactly. Um, all right. Jeez, another. I That's going to be the... my new organization, by the way. Human rights and whatnot dot org. I just looked up at the cable news and they're sh- sticking a needle in somebody's arm. I, we get it. We uh, there once again. I know what that is. I know what a vaccine is. Yeah. Why you? Why you? No, again, over and over again on MSNBC. I'm going to have to change channels. Really, who is that for? Oh, 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 a vaccine. Oh, right. You got to have B-roll, man. Why? You got to have something rolling while the talking head's talking. Because nobody's going to keep watching. Somebody invented that in like the 50s when TV was new and they just stay with it. Need constant motion on the screen. Crawls and graphics and video. Well, show me a picture of a gopher popping up out of a hole while you talk about the uh, vaccine. Why does it have to be related to the story? Because it does. Or a sunset. Pictures of gophers? What? Like you wouldn't be distracted right now if there were just pictures of gophers popping up out of holes on, <laughs> on what is supposed to be a news program. You, what, what is with the gophers popping out of the holes? <laughs> and then somebody grabs a gopher and sticks a needle in them. <laughs> uh, let's introduce everybody in the squad to kick off the show. There's our board operator, Michelangelo, pressing buttons, flipping toggles, pulling levers. How are you this morning, Michael? Uh, pretty good, uh, just to show you how certain stay-at-home orders have affected places. Um, yesterday, my uh, wife and I, we went and got her a Christmas gift, which was an iPhone 12. Oh, wow. Oh, yeah. Fancy. She had an iPhone oh. 6, and it was dying. She had a 6? Yeah. I have a 7, and I feel like I'm a caveman. Yeah. She had a 6. But the challenge was buying it, because we went to the... All the birthdays and Christmases in between the 6 and now, and you hadn't gotten her a new iPhone. Interesting. Yeah. Back to your story. Wow. Are you <laughs> criticizing him? Well, she had a 6. All right. Anyway, um, so we go to buy it, and so we get to the door, and they say, oh, mind you, this store is huge. It's completely empty at this point. So this is great. I'm thinking, oh, great. You know, my wife and I will just walk in. We'll get it. We'll leave. (laughs) Nope. It's you have to stay outside because we can only have one-to-one ratio. So I'm an employee, and she's a guest, and so... She had to go in with him while I stood outside. So anytime she learned some information, she'd have to come back to the door, relay it to me, go back, get wow. more information. Hilarious. Come, so this went back and forth, back and forth. They wouldn't allow three people in the store. <laughs> in a that giant was completely building. empty. <laughs> yeah. Is that a company policy yeah, or a they, county yeah, policy? Yeah, they, they claimed it was a company mm. policy or whatever. And you're it, all masked, I assume. Yeah, I was masked right. and she was masked. But right. And another couple came up and they had to leave their kids outside. Oh, so that man. they could go in and look at the phone. Wait like, a minute. So, yeah, he leaves his, like, 10-year-old kid outside in the cold. To get snatched? Was this a fruit-related company? Sold or is a novelty this... license plate or something in the mall? Was this a fruit-related company, or is this where you would get the best buy if you were looking for one? Um, neither? Neither. Okay. Yeah. Okay. There's Positive Sean, whose smile lights up the room. How are you, Sean? Was it a shack made of radio? <laughs> I doubt it. No. Uh <laughs> Uh, see, so the the vaccines that are already uh, have where the jabbing has begun. This is all the the Pfizer stuff, the Moderna vaccine. Uh, this uh, breaking news, New York Times this morning: the FDA is expected to approve the coronavirus vaccine by Moderna on Friday. 
What sort of season one Game of Thrones travel time is I, going? I don't know. Are you hopping on a stagecoach and going across know. the rickety bridge? I, I'm, Get I'm, your asses right. on a Zoom call. And I don't yeah. understand why nobody in the media asks the question ever when the announcement's being made. Why can't it be done today? I would, I would actually like to hear that. What, what's holding it up from today versus Friday? I could even handle it is uh, tomorrow they will be convening and doing it. Why Friday? I don't know. It's the internet. Everybody's working from home. Can you guys try it? Please. There is a <laughs> pandemic. Perhaps you've heard of it. Yeah. It's uh, surprising. Oh, God. That, that got me mad this morning. Oh, very I thorough. Know. Very thorough. What I was complaining about last week. It's, it's weird. I don't know what's going on there. And the fact that nobody asks. What? Journalism is at its lowest ebb. It, certainly in my lifetime. Not even close. I feel they, like they don't know the 24 year olds who are churning out web content mostly uh, have no idea what questions to ask. I feel like they, they not only don't, don't speak truth to power, they, they just don't even, they just take power's uh, press release and print it. Right. They right. said it'll have, they'll, they'll approve it on Friday. Why can't they approve it today? I didn't ask. They didn't say. They because, didn't, they didn't cause, say. Because it's got to be till Friday. <laughs> they didn't offer, so I didn't ask. I, I, I don't want to upset it. What do you mean? Uh, I'm Jack Armstrong. He's Joe Getty. On Tuesday, December 15th, beware the Ides of December. The year 2020, we are Armstrong and Getty, and we approve of this program. Here we go, then. Leaping into action officially, according to FCC rules and regs, at Mark. See if there's some furry body inside the Christmas tree. No, it's not a cat. What is that? Is that a squirrel? Oh, it's a raccoon. No! <laughs> Sounded like somebody was racking a 12-gauge there. What happened there? Uh, uh, a, a woman's dog was uh, getting very animated, and it turned out because there was a creature in the Christmas tree. Couldn't quite figure out what it was. Thought it, they, in that you could hear, is it a squirrel? Is it mm. a cat? What is it? No, it's a raccoon that got in through the doggy door. And, oh. and then the dog... Uh, essentially pulled down the tree with the raccoon in it, and that's what the crashing in the chaos. So okay. treed the raccoon and then pulled it down. That's an eventful uh, evening. Okay, so I originally thought they bought a Christmas tree and it had a raccoon in it, and I thought, how would you I not mean, notice you that? Really, but, uh, really need to check your tree more carefully. <laughs> <laughs> or it's a very large tree. Uh, the raccoon came in through the doggy door and headed for the first uh, recognizable. They don't know about couches and whatnot. No, they should learn, though. They're comfortable. Headed mm. for the first thing they recognized, a tree. Sure. I mean, check out the pantry. You're in a house now. Oh, man. Wow. A, a raccoon could F you up if it was scared. Oh, it's a vicious beast. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, our dog, my childhood dog, fought a raccoon once, and my dad was out there. I think he had a broom handle or a shovel or something. He was trying to separate him and save our dog's life because a wild beast has the edge over a domesticated one, no matter how you know tough you think your dog is. Our big dog, Bianca, took out a raccoon, but she was 200 pounds. Yeah. Oh, wow. And she got bloodied, but... yeah. She laid there next to that dead raccoon for a long time. She's very proud of herself. Oh, heck yeah. Um, so I mentioned the date. Oh, uh, we got a mailbag on the way. Oh, yes, absolutely. And what's your, what's your grading scale? What's it? You sound like Don Imus over there. <laughs> Charles. It's just tedious. Tedious. <laughs> it's tedious. What's your grade scale? Is it A through F, or do you do the one through three, or uh, satisfactory, not satisfactory? Have you adjusted in the in the COVID era? Yeah, exactly. Uh, no, absolutely. No great inflation here. Hmm. Um, um, uh, I would call it uh, b- solid B. I mean, good work. It'll get you into grad school. There's the news. Charles McCord. Charles, you idiot. 
Loving I man. <laughs> anyway, we got all that on the way. How vicious is politics, even within your own party? Good oh. example of that happened yeah. uh, this week. Please. Completely inhuman is the answer. Andrew Cuomo's name pops up as attorney general, and somebody kneecaps him immediately. Well, he deserves it. Well, he does deserve it. But... All right. That, among other things, on the way. Armstrong and Getty. So for some reason, the governor of New York, Andrew Cuomo's name popped up as a possible attorney general for uh, Joe Biden. And immediately a, uh, a charge of sexual harassment came out of his office from uh, years ago. Somebody who's a Democrat who wants the job kneecapped him. Mm. That's how cutthroat politics is. I absolutely think a fellow Democrat got that story in the news to uh, push him out of the way. Unlike virtually the entirety of the media, we're not fascinated by every single thing that comes out of Manhattan. So, uh, although Cuomo obviously is upstate at the Capitol, but uh, the idea of Andrew Cuomo being anything more than a soon-to-be former governor Laughable. is absurd to me. Great Scott. Sweep him out with the, 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 the garbage. You haven't even read his book about how well he handled the pandemic yet. That seems a little early to me, Sean. Well. <laughs> How I won the Super Bowl by Jimmy Garoppolo in the second quarter. Come on. Mailbag. Here's your freedom, love, and quote of the day once again from Ronald Reagan, our Cal. Freedom is a fragile thing and is never more than one generation away from extinction. It is not ours by inheritance. It must be fought for and defended constantly by each generation, for it comes only once to a people. Those who have known freedom and then lost it have never known it again. Oof. This is why we get so fired up about some of the crap going on right now. In the name of an emergency or social justice, we just need to take about 25% of your freedom. Don't worry about it. It's an emergency. Fight it. Fight it. Nice note from Diane here. OMG, I've found that you two can see the future. Uh, it was uh, February the 13th of this very year. Talking about the constitutional crisis, if the election uh, had lots of fraud, now people will never consider the supposed winner to be the fr- the president. You saw the future again. It's one of our many powers. Man. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you for the note. Yeah. Uh, hello, gents. I didn't almost go to law school, nor am I a constitutional scholar, writes Dave. Uh, But it seems to me that with just the information that's been released so far concerning the Hunter Biden investigation, the House of Representatives actually has more evidence to impeach Joe Biden than they had to impeach Donald Trump. Am I wrong? The evidence is a little preliminary, but I think I see your point. Fairly standard diplomatic quid pro quo on a phone call with the the Ukraine guy. Well, it it was a farce. It was a joke. Uh, irrefutable evidence that Gavin Mussolini is a regular A&G listener. Uh, this is some well good research by Ryan. Uh, you and Jack were talking about the governor's impending regional stay-at-home order about to hit Jack's town. Jack wondered where the kids would be playing at the park. Uh, you said kids playing outdoors at the park should be the first thing that happens. It should happen all day. The moron governor should be insisting on that, not cracking down on it. 
For obvious reasons, they'll be fine and won't get the vid outdoors at the park. They have to do something. Their emotional health is threatened. Kids, go outside and play. This was late in hour four, so around 9.45 a.m. Pacific Standard Time on Thursday, 12.10. Well, I present to you Exhibit A. In addition to the content, please note the date and time of the tweet. Gavin Newsom tweeted about an hour and a half later. Mental health is physical health. Staying active and connected right now is so important. Get outdoors with your household safely. Explore your neighborhood in California's beauty. Uh, take your kids to a playground, etc., which was a reversal of the previous policy. Hmm. I rest my case. Love, Ryan. Right back at you, brother. Oh, he says he's fleeing Cal Unicornia because it's a lost cause. You'll be missed, Ryan. Dar here was at our local Target the other day looking at children's books when, to my shock and horror, came across this book. Yep, it's the anti-racist baby. Ibram X. Kennedy book. The anti-racist baby. Oh, yeah. boy. Yeah, I know. Oh, boy. boy. We have some unbelievable social justice warrior stuff coming up later. Oh, wow. So tying into uh, the, 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 the world of stuff people buy for babies and then Christmas gifts and everything, that's, that's a pretty clever move from a mm-hmm. marketing standpoint. And we got a really nice note from uh, Megan, the uh, physician assistant in orthopedic surgery, who got uh, jabbed, as you put it so quaintly, Jack. She got the... The vid vaccine, uh, the most interesting, she said it was fine, it was nothing, but the most interesting part is um, they were very specific, get the second shot on the 21st day, and even around the same time of day. Really? If you miss that window, you have to get the first vaccination again. What? Well, there's, yeah, I don't know how badly you have to miss the window to necessitate that, but this is a medical establishment in beautiful Dallas, Texas. That Russian hacking of our government was worse than I thought. More on that on the way. Armstrong and Getty. The Armstrong and Getty Show. Russian hackers are inside multiple U.S. government networks, monitoring communications and siphoning off information, and they have been there for months. So far, the departments of Homeland, Treasury, and Commerce have been compromised, but there is concern other agencies have been infiltrated too. The breaches are connected to a hack on SolarWinds, a major U.S. cybersecurity company. The hack was embedded in its new security update on its trusted Orion software. Among the government bodies that use this tool are all five branches of the military, the Pentagon, State, Justice, NASA, NSA, and the FBI, not to mention hundreds of thousands of private companies and other governments around the world. Well, the Pentagon uh, and everything else. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, so we talked about this yesterday a little bit, but I didn't uh, fully understand just how bad it was. They got into every branch of the military, the FBI, uh, almost all the Fortune 500 companies, and as you heard there, thousands and thousands and thousands of other companies. It's that cozy bear, the right. Russian hacker, they think. Hacking it's, group. Uh, gr- hacking group, yeah. yeah. Just an ag guy and uh, dressed in a bear outfit. <laughs> Very cozy. So I was reading this uh, government official person that uh, doesn't matter what the name was, saying there's a growing realization that these types of attacks just cannot be allowed to go unanswered. Because they're extremely costly, not just financially, but also in terms of data and security. Some type of coordination of all elements of national power, economic or political or military or cyber, has to be brought to bear to change the calculus of, in this case, Moscow. But it'd be the same would be true for North Korea or Iran or whoever or China. There's got to be some retaliation for this. 
Right. Change their calculus. I like that phrase. Let them know, if I do that, I will pay dearly. It's a really weird thing that the world has not wrapped its head around. You can attack another country and do way more damage than if you had blown up a building. Sure. But if you had blown up a building, we'd be sure we'd have bombers headed to your country right now. Oh, yeah, there'd be a retaliatory attack this afternoon. But if you do way more damage than blowing up a building, eh, we say you should stop do that. We'll, we'll discuss some economic sanctions. It's funny. It's as if we need to uh, have several more generations born, and the beast needs to evolve to understand this is damage. This is the modern version of attacking a building. Right. Blowing up a water plant or whatever. I, I don't know whether to blame America's journalists, again, or, or something different, but I'd failed to appreciate the seriousness of this attack when I first came across the, the stories yesterday. But in reading more about it, it's really interesting. Uh, the WAPO has a great follow-up today on it, but they say that some kinds of online aggression are noisy, almost certain to draw attention, like the uh, Russian attacks in 2016 misinformation, the rest of it. And some are quiet, more reminiscent of the subtle spy versus spy operations fictionalized by the great John Le Carre, who just died. The far-reaching Russian hack that sent U.S. government and corporate officials scrambling recently appears to have been a quietly sophisticated bit of online spying. Cozy Bear, a Russian guy in a bear outfit. Exactly. He uh, is kind of a big gay fellow. And he likes to hack. No, it's actually, it's why they gave it that nickname, I have no idea. You got Cozy Bear and Fancy Bear. Um, really kind of jivey, <laughs> effeminate names for, for units of war. I mean, can you imagine if we called SEAL Team 6 Fancy Bear? Nobody'd run away. <laughs> of course, they'd get the hell killed out of them. But anyway, uh, so the good news and bad news is, the, the bad news is it was an extremely sophisticated, very quiet attack, and they were hanging around grabbing information for months. Yeah, as you heard there, they'd been messing around in our computer system for months. You're mostly just grabbing information. You're right. Oh, my gosh. The good news, they say, is that the to be to remain super quiet, quiet and be undetected, you can't do some of the more damaging, really bad things. Now, this is, this is a child's explanation. You know, taken from the Washington Post, but uh, it's it's a hell of a deal. They they fooled some of our most sophisticated defenders. I've been saying this into this very microphone for years, and I still don't really know the answer. Are we doing the same thing back? Are we as as good as they are? Could be we're so much better you don't hear about. I it. hope that's true. I've and that's the other thing I've said into the same microphone for 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 a decade and a half now. I, I hope that we're like China and Russia. They're like, they wake up some mornings like, oh my God, they got in again. Yeah. I suspect that's true because number one, that sort of regime is not going to admit yeah, that they, they got beat. They don't say anything because it'd be embarrassing. Remember the story, remember the story uh, what was it, about a year, maybe two ago? Uh, we ha- hacked into like an Iranian nuclear plant. I was just going to ask, how long ago was the Stuxnet virus yeah. where we famously implanted software that made their uh, centrifuges overheat? That started in the Bush administration because that was okay. the big secret George uh, W. told Obama when he was coming into office. Look, I got to tell you about this uh, thing we got going on over in Iran. Yeah. This is a big one. Yeah, interesting. Um, uh, so that was uh, that was during the Bush administration. So, yeah, we've been really good for a really long time. And again, they're not going to admit when we get them. Uh, gosh, I got to believe we have at least 
uh, equal uh, and, and awesome capabilities. I hope. I hope so, too. I, I can't imagine we don't. I was reading about the new generation of fighter planes. I mean, the technology is beyond the imagining of most of us. The technology that exists right now, I've got to believe we have good hackers. Really skilled guys. We invented all this stuff. Pretty much. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that reminds me, Bill Gates is in the news a lot. I suppose we ought to talk about that. He's, you know, kind of a world ambassador for vaccines and world health, and he's he's 100% a globalist. I think his intentions are, are great. Some people consider him some sort of evil, uh, you know, being, but I think his intentions are great. I also think, uh, as Tucker Carlson put it last night, he made billions of dollars making mediocre software for PCs. Uh, that does not make him some sort of sage to whom we should crawl for his wisdom. Um, but we can talk more about that in a little bit. Um, there's more on the whole whether or not you call people doctor who have a PhD that's not uh, related to medicine. Well, that reminds that me continues gonna, to be a fun story. <laughs> I got a funny email on that, but it didn't print out or I lost it or something. Uh, let me see if I can remember this. A BS is exactly what it sounds like. <laughs> An MS stands for more of the same, and a PhD stands for piled higher and deeper. Huh? <laughs> yeah. That sounds pretty Afri- a- accurate to me. Yeah. Take that. So, um, don't forget DJs can be doctors too. That's right. That's Dr. right. Dr. Johnny Rivers playing the area hits in the afternoon. Dr. Jim St. John. <laughs> What's well, his doctor and a saint? <laughs> it's about as worthwhile to most of us as somebody who's got a PhD in medieval literature. Well, listen, I, I am not anti education. Of course not. Certainly not. My uh, beloved daughter is quite probably going to get an advanced degree for the field she's in, um, my youngest. Uh, But I decided I can't stand another minute of school. I want to dive into work. I want to live. I want to do stuff. I can't can't take any more passively taking in. I just want to get in the game. And I knew guys in my program who went on to grad school. I do not think they know more than me. I do not think they are worthy of more respect than me. Some of them certainly are on an individual basis. I mean, but it's not because me. they went to grad school. Right. Well, yeah. yeah, it's it's more, you know, Just playing down to the level of the competition, that sort of thing. But, yeah, I don't, yeah. So I don't, it's not that I disrespect somebody with a master's or a PhD, but, no, but I'm not wowed. But why do you call him doctor? I think that, that that's what the article was over the weekend in the Wall Street Journal about Dr. Jill Biden and it just yeah. how it's silly. And it is silly. Um, uh, I, I was listening to George Will the other day, columnist for the Washington Post. I'm a big fan of George Will, and I didn't even know he had a Ph.D. He's talking about when he wrote his Ph.D. dissertation at the University of Illinois when he was you know, Back in the, in the 60s. day when it was really, really hard. Yeah. And uh, he did, he's not a guy who goes around calling himself Dr. Will, and nobody ever refers to him. And I didn't even know that. So yeah. some people, it's like part of their name forever, and some people it's not. Yeah. It's just a personal choice. I got more on that later. Um what it takes to get a Ph.D. now versus years ago is really pretty interesting. More money. <laughs> yeah, yeah, amen to that. I mean, I, with all due respect, again, I got a buddy who, who started at the very, very bottom um, in the heating and air conditioning industry. Now he owns his own company. It's quite successful. It has a lot of employees. Some guy who stayed in school an extra couple of years is more impressive than that? No, I don't think so. And you call him doctor because of it? No, no, no. 
No, I don't think I will. I mean, good for you. Make your own choices in life. Again, it's not a question of disrespect. I knew one guy everybody called doctor because he was a drug dealer. Mm. <laughs> Medicine man. I think I, uh, I either knew the same guy or that's not unique. <laughs> doctor. I'm sure he ended up in prison. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Don't do drugs, kids. Don't do drugs. Uh, that's what college is for. Unless Big Pharma sells them to you, then do them lots. <laughs> oh, boy. Huh? That's huh? some commentary right there. Kind of. <laughs> That's like straight out of Hillbilly Elegy right there. Was it? That was strong oh, stuff. Thank you. Thank you very much. Mm. Strong oh, that movie Was that movie out yet? Uh, Hillbilly yes. Elegy? Yes. Yeah, yeah. Oh, Sean, you're uh, making groany noises. Um, it's not the book. I'll just uh, say yeah. that. And the book is brilliant. It's so why do big, I want a movie? It's got yeah. some big stars in it's it. It's got huge stars and, yeah, it. it I don't... Meryl Streep? Miss, miss the mark is what I'll, I'll, I'll say happens. on that. But, yeah. It's a Ron Howard movie, isn't it? I believe he was the director, too. Yeah, yeah. So it was almost certainly done with a good heart. Just it's hard to make a great movie. Hard to make a great radio show. It shows well as you, you can hear. It, it didn't. <laughs> it didn't come off as generous to the characters it was about as the book did. It, oh, it seemed to be kind of an outsider's view of of that life and trying to recreate it in a way that didn't come across as authentic. Hmm. Yeah, interesting. That's yeah. interesting. That's been the knock from the right. So, uh, huh? Okay. Um, we'll catch up on other things. I think we we think we know what the car of the future is going to look like. Uh, some Christmas presents uh, info for you. They've dug into the election. Now the election has more or less been certified and it's, it's over and uh, Biden's going to be president. Now they've got the numbers out on who voted how and why and that sort of thing. And it's kind of interesting uh, how various blocks swung this way and that. Mm-hmm. In terms of looking at future elections, we can get to all that stuff. Our text line is 415-295-KFTC. Armstrong and Getty. coronavirus vaccines have been administered here in the United States. Yeah, it's happening. It's Look at that. Giving out vaccine dump. Making the vaccine the second hottest item to get this Christmas behind the PlayStation 5. Yeah. You could get a vac- get the vaccine easier than you could get a PlayStation 5 in that you can't get a PlayStation 5. <laughs> you could get the vaccine. Right. Um, ain't nobody getting the PlayStation 5 if you don't already have one. Is that a supply chain issue, or is that intentional scarcity to ratchet up desire and uh, news coverage? I gotta believe it's a supply chain thing. Why would I can you, believe why that would in twenty twenty? Why would you miss out on all this money? Well, yeah, they've been out of Nintendo stuff forever. There's been like two switches available in the country for the last year. Okay, it's got to be that then. There'd be no upside to that. Yeah, uh, the the one place where uh, classic uh, business economic analysis doesn't work is tech. Because just if it's hot, people will pursue it and pursue it and pursue it. It's not like watermelons. If you're out of watermelons one day at the grocery store, people aren't going to rush in by the thousands when you get them. They'll just buy a cantaloupe. When we wanted to get a copy of Animal Crossing, which is one of the most popular Nintendo games out there, there were like two in the state of California. I tracked one down. Wow. And they're 55 bucks a piece. And, I, you know, why wouldn't you? And God, it's got to cost them 10 cents to print one out, i got to believe. Just downloading info into a chip sure it's it's like a golf course actually the first round costs the owner 
ten million dollars. The second round costs them about a buck and a half. Yeah, and I would think you'd want to crank those things out like crazy. Yeah, yeah, got to um, be supply chain. The speaking of technology, oh, and uh, so the, the the all the election data is in, and who controlled the presidential election? It wasn't the the, the people screaming on Twitter on one side or the other. It was uh, the the people in the middle. I was about to say the more reasonable people, but that's an unfair thing to say. It's a value judgment. It is a value judgment. We're talk show hosts. I shouldn't say. Go that. ahead. <laughs> Call for somebody to be imprisoned. Go ahead. We can. <laughs> but the people that tended to be toward the middle controlled the presidential election. More on that later. So Amazon, run by the richest man in the world, has bought Zooks. Z-O-O-X. I don't know from Zooks. That's a self-driving car startup. That it's like a- what Shaggy would say, uh, Zooks or whatever. <laughs> Zooks. That apparently the richest man in the world thinks is uh, is the way to go. I mean, I, I would think he'd get into this company because he thinks Amazon will get into it because they think this is the direction it's going to happen. It's a self-driving car. It's going to be a taxi service. They don't think it'll get going until after the pandemic for all the reasons you can imagine. But no offense it? to anybody, because there's some good cabbies out there. But if I can have a cab ride without a driver, I'm going to get a cab ride. Boy, Uber's so good. I don't know. I don't know how you. Impro- I don't know how you improve and on Lyft, Uber. Outstanding. Um. Well, you, no human. That's how you improve on it, especially from the business operations side. So the the driverless car thing is much more about uh, uh, companies like DoorDash and Uber and Amazon warehouse delivery stuff than it is about residential people even using it to get to the mm. airport or not. So Zooks, what's interesting about this, and I you knew this was coming. We've even talked about this. It's more of a like a stagecoach, like a modern stagecoach than anything like a car. What they've done is they've reimagined the entire premise of a car and gotten away from the whole steering wheel, pedals, driver's seat, and talk about how other companies have stuck to that look and then, like, you know, made them driverless and everything like that. And and, and immediately seemed to me as like, why does all that stuff need to be the way it's been for the last hundred years if they're now driverless? Well, that's what this is going to be. It's going to be benches on both sides mm-hmm. and people face each other and you're kind of sitting in a box. And you wear spurs. <laughs> And the girls have to wear petticoats. It's not, it's not like a stagecoach. But if you picture the inside of a stagecoach, that's more or less what it'll look like in the inside of a Zooks. The vehicle can go both directions, which makes it very maneuverable. Mm-hmm. Um, Will it run a route semi like a bus? Or it depends on... You ca- you dial it up on your app, and it comes to wherever you are, and you I'm get sure in. I'm sure it and, works out with the algorithms where to go next. And like off you go. Batmobile. And it goes up to 75 miles it's an a hour. a lot like the Batmobile, Sean, Yes. <laughs> Goes up to 75 miles an hour, uh, 16 hours between charges. All the seats have airbags. There are no blind spots because of the cameras and sensors. There's a touch screen in there that you run in terms of, uh, you know, getting where you're going to go and all that sort of stuff. Mm. I could see how that's going to be the future. Yeah, absolutely. You dial one of those up on your app, especially in big cities. There'll be zooks running everywhere. There'll be no cars, practically. It'll all be zooks traveling everywhere. One drops by, and it's it's full of urine and vomit, but the door opens. Oh, you think, oh, I guess this is as good as it can get. Oh, golly. You get in there, and you, you put a newspaper down on the seat. Stand uh, by for cleaning protocols. <laughs> You've just ended Zooks. Zooks' stock is plunging. On word of Jack Armstrong talking about vomit and urine. I do wonder how you get around that problem if there's not a human. Y- you have uh, uh, Zooks Black service or whatever. That's an extra $3. So you don't get the vomit? So they to keep squeegee out, the, out the vomit for three extra dollars? Keep and... out the pukers and the peers. I feel like that's a $3 worth spending. <laughs> oh, yeah. Amen to that, brother. Oh, Best hundred, <laughs> uh, you know, hundred some cents you ever spent. 
the I just heard a featurette earlier today about electric pickup trucks and how they're getting close. I guess there's a... a I want the Cybertruck bad. Too expensive for me, though. Oh, the Tesla uh, one? Yeah. <laughs> the the Hummer electric is out. It's over 100 gur. Okay? Uh, super expensive. But uh, this featurette, and it was, uh, it was a solid one. Uh, mentioned, I've always been a big fan of the Hummer. Yeah, yeah, that fits, DB. Anyway, uh, no offense to Hummer owners. It's a fine vehicle. Anyway, uh, so they were talking about how they're getting close, still very expensive, but A, uh, pickup truck owners will respond to the incredible torque of the electric engine. The towing capacity, I can't remember if it's Ford. It might be Ford is doing the promotional videos of their future uh, electric F-150 and show it towing a freight train. So when these things come out, I think... Boys, you wouldn't be able to pull a freight train. Well, if your freight train breaks down, right. Um, But it will have appeal to the hardworking, I need power, I need towing, I need load hauling classic pickup truck owner, number one. Number two... The number one selling vehicle in America is a pickup truck. Now, the number two selling vehicle is a pickup truck, but it's followed by number three, which is a pickup truck. So if they can crack into this market, it's just going to go kerbaloid. Well, the vast majority of pickup trucks don't get used to pull anything or haul anything ever. The vast majority of them. No, I suppose not. But for the work truck market, which is quite big. I know that crowd. They're so anti-electric vehicle. Now they've done polls. 30% 30% say wow. right now they're willing to consider. I've never talked to anybody that would even look you at it. you got to talk to more people. Armstrong and Getty.